This week on the podcast, Carrie and I are joined by our friend Paul, who has an incredible collection of Mickey Mouse items. But this time, he's talking to us about the most obscure items in his collection. If you want to hear how he got started collecting, go back to episode 154 and hear his story. It's fascinating. But this week's episode, it's just as intriguing. It's all of the things that you would be so surprised to hear that Mickey was associated with. Stay tuned to hear all about it. You're listening to the Pixie Dust Fan Podcast. Hi, I'm Francine. And I'm Carrie. We're two best friends who can't stop talking, usually about Disney stuff. Sometimes we have fascinating guests, and sometimes it's just us. But it's always positive and fun. We're happy to have you join our chat. Thanks for listening, and let's get started. Carrie, I'm not even going to say, hey, how are you? Because we have a special guest did. today. <laughs> we have a special guest today. Yay, it's not just the two Yay. of us. Paul, Yay. welcome back. Yay. <laughs> Yeah. We are so excited. Yeah, I actually watched the podcast from before just to get familiar with it. And oh, and were good. you happy with how it sounded and how it came together cuz we got yeah. a lot of good feedback. Yeah. 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 Actually a bunch of people uh texted me or, you know, sent me little messages through social media just saying how much they're interested in my story and uh, you know, just about how I deal with uh with things and uh, the Mickey collection and stuff. So it was uh yeah, so I got a lot of positive response. Good. Good. Well, we had so much fun having you on before and I will link in the show notes to the last episode you were on. Um but we just we couldn't wait to have you back. So thank you mm-hmm. for coming back to chat yeah. with us. Yeah. <laughs> you have, just to remind everybody, you have like the biggest collection of Mickey stuff. Like I just, I just want to say stuff because it's, it's everything. Uh, yeah. The uh, part of it, uh, I mean, people have referenced me as like having the largest of this and that or whatever. I don't, I don't think I really have the largest because I've seen quite a few other collections in my, you know, my time out there, whatever. <laughs> but I would say as a unique collection, as there is just, it's pretty much strictly Mickey and, um, you know, there are like 10,000 items or more. I think there's probably more than that. And, uh, you know, people make reference because it's so large because not a lot of people have that large of a collection. But I've met so many people since I've been doing this now that there are quite a few other people who have quite large collections of Disney or Mickey Mouse stuff. And so I just profess because I'm on the social media and people identify with me and who have met me and and I'm able to talk about my stories and stuff. And so um, it's more than just me having the biggest collection. It's me, you know, being involved in or Mickey being involved in my life and how, you know, how, how, how this turned out for me. It's so amazing, like, just to think about how it brings communities together. But I would imagine the collector community like you, like, there, there's got to be a pretty decent community of people who collect as diligent. I know Carrie's a, Carrie's a collector. We, we joke all the time she collects stuff. But you, like, of these large-scale collections, I imagine there's a pretty decent community of people that have different yeah. kinds of collections like this. Yeah, yeah, I've met a few people. Uh, there's a lot of people who, when they start collecting, they start, you know, 
it might be just Mickey Mouse kind of a thing or Disney as a, an overall project. But then what happens is you realize you can't collect all those things. And so you start kind of spearheading it in one direction, whether it's an item or a type of thing that you like or something that's your life's involved in. And uh, But for me, it was about just it being Mickey on something. Like that's kind of where I'm at, where it has to have it. And now I've gone to the stage where um, I have to kind of very almost be selective in what I pick or what I want because it's not like I can put on display somewhere here in the home because uh, I, I really can't anymore. And so, um, you know, I, I, uh, I, I, it has to grab my attention some way, somehow, or some, you know, I see it and it reminds me of something or it makes me drawn towards because it, it, it visually got my attention. So incredible. And I think, yeah, because you don't have a place like how your house would have to be massive. You'd have to live in like a, you know, 17 story mansion to, to display everything that you have. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I don't, I have prints everywhere. Like I have prints still in the sleeve, like in the plastic sleeves and stuff, because I got nowhere. I have no physical room to actually put things up. Wow. And so I kind of, I try to move stuff around a little bit. And when I had the museum, I, um, I, uh, I, when I brought the stuff all back, I just kind of threw it in the house. And, um, and now, uh, like my son moved out in December and moved in with his girlfriend. And then, um, They've decided to come and move back into the house. And so I had to take 50, I've taken over 50 or 60 bins. I got a locker and now I've moved all the Disney, all my Mickey stuff there. And my goal is, is to, uh, over a period of time is to go through each bin one at a time and then put it on the internet and, you know, just kind of as a information kind of thing to kind of show you what I have in, in each of the bins and kind of go through the whole locker. But that's going to take oh, me that's a awesome. year. <laughs> Yeah, wow. so that's, that's my plan. That's, uh, so I'm just in the processes of that. That's, that's a great plan. Isn't it? There's so now, interesting. It'd be so interesting for everybody to see that and follow along. Yeah. And, and it's good because it's really, it's a hodgepodge of over the years. Like the bins, I just put things in bins, put things in bins. There was no real rhyme or reason to what went in what bin. And so wherever there was room is kind of where it went. So it'll be interesting going through them the other way and taking stuff out of them and showing people about, you know, when I was collecting, you know, this year, these are some, you know, these are the things that I got. It must be kind of like, I don't, I don't know, Carrie, if you can relate, but sometimes I put thing I throw things in a closet because I don't have room or whatever. And then you find it like a year later and it's like Christmas because you've forgotten you have all these things. <laughs> and I can't imagine what it's going to be like for you to go through these bins and be like, oh my gosh, I forgot I had this. Yeah, and I've been doing that now. And when I did the museum, it kind of was like that a little bit because I was pulling things out that I hadn't seen in sometimes 10 years. You know, they'd wow. been in, put away for that. And some of my bins I haven't been into for up to 10 years. And so there's quite a bit of stuff out there that I have collected that I have still that, you know, I haven't exposed or really sent people to see. That's awesome. I find, like, what I have, um, like little shoe boxes of like my Disney pins or, or some of the things I picked up along the way on trips or events or things. And, and then once in a while I'll be like, I probably should like, like slim it down, like go through it. Like there's gotta be stuff that I, that I don't want anymore. And I pull down my little buckets and I start looking through them and I get so happy and so much joy from looking through them and remembering. And then I usually never find anything that I don't want to have anymore. <laughs> but, but yeah, like you said, when you look at them, yeah. 
I've gone back a few times and, and to look for something that I want to use or show somebody and I can't find it. Like I, you know, and I go through the bins and it's like, it's just too much. It takes too long sometimes to do that. So oh, I bet. Um, oh, that would be annoying. Though, like when you're looking for something though, like, you know, it's yeah. somewhere you have like the ultimate, Oh my gosh, God. Oh my goodness. I can't find it. And so that's why I try and take pictures of everything. Whenever I bring something home, I try and take photographs of, of them now and just keep the photographs. And, you know, even those, I have too many of those to go through. Like I went through looking for rare or unique things. And I mean, I, I could spend a day doing that. Oh, my god! That's a good idea, though. Like, yeah, taking a picture, especially now with, like, Google Drives and backups, right? Like, you can just have a catalog, and then at least you know you'd be like, that's somewhere. You just have to yeah. remember, did I buy it last fall, the fall before? Right? Yeah. And you could kind of look for it. Yep. That's pretty cool. <laughs> well, we were talking to you about, and, and one of the things that we were going to talk to you about on the on the episode this week was obscure things. So you have like collections of everything from like stuffies to lunchboxes to phones, watches, prints, like you have everything. Yeah. If it's got Mickey, you have yeah. it. But you have yeah. obscure and like kind of bizarre items that, that just things that you wouldn't think about in your collection. Yes, yeah, I have, and that kind of it that draws me, you know, because uh, they're in the early days, and especially like in the 30s to the 50s, um, they put Mickey on things and they weren't sure it was going to go somewhere or that it was going to become popular or not. They didn't know, I mean, Mickey was uh, quite popular in the 30s and 40s, and um. Back in those days, there was a different idea and philosophy about, um, um, you know, what was a kid's toy, what was an adult's toy, like their ideas of things and uh, guns and plastic guns or toy guns and those types of things are um, today thought of differently than they were back, obviously, in, in that time. And so um, I always look for items that Mickey is on that is unique to that or, you know, uh, guns a big one. So Mickey, you know, carrying a gun back in the 30s and 40s, that was just part and parcel of him being a cartoon character and stuff and, you know, whatever he was doing in his day-to-day life. But by today's standards, you would never see Mickey with a gun in his hand and right. or using it a way that was you know, nefarious or in a derogatory or negative way. And so when I see those items, I really, yeah, that, they kind of excite me when I see them because they are, they're unique and I get to speak to them or about them, whatever, and bring them up and say, look, at life was different. Obviously, you know, in those, that day and age, people thought of things in a different way. Children's toys and cartoons and things that you did was done differently. Playing cops and robbers was a fun kind of game. But day you, today, you wouldn't have kids running around with guns shooting at each other on the street because there's just so much attention to what that really means nowadays. Right. And that's such a good, when you think about it. Back then, all of that was just accepted. I mean, like, I think of, like, Popeye cigarettes, candy cigarettes. Yes. You would never see that today, um, that people would encourage, go They're buy their candy kids. sticks now. <laughs> They're called yeah. candy sticks. They're called candy sticks. Popeye candy sticks. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and especially as... Protective of Disney is of their brand and of Mickey. It's fascinating to think that they put them in those situations. 
Oh, he was on ashtrays and like all that kind of stuff at one point, right? Obviously in the thirties. And I have some of those, I have some of those uh, ashtrays and, and things that, you know, that he was, you know, on or part of just to sell those items. Uh, smoking was a big one. I have a really cool Mickey mouse, um, smoking set it's actually says it's got mickey's monogram on it it says four kids right on it it's a cigarette holder a real lighter and a real ashtray and it was sold as a set oh my goodness and wait, yeah, so so, so wait hang on so it's an ashtray and a lighter and it said for kids yeah it's actually here i have a picture of it i don't know if i can can you see? Yes. Oh my goodness! <laughs> it's a lighter. It's like a Zippo lighter in an ashtray and a, a cigarette holder. And on it, it actually has a Mickey monogram on it, and it says Mickey for kids. That's the that's the the tagline on the product. Wow! And it's <laughs> like it's a usable cigarette holder and lighter and an ashtray. That's so bizarre. It, <laughs> that's crazy now what do you think is some of your most obscure items so mickey having anything to do with smoking is just kind of beyond me but it's so true um but some of your obscure we, things that people wouldn't think so, that you might have your, your favorite obscure things you probably have <laughs> lots of them yeah i don't have one specific one i have like a whole bunch of like unique ones like different ones like usually they come from other countries um but there's the odd one um i have a large pin collection that has mickey on it so like uh button back pins and so i have i uh, probably close to 500 mickey button back pins all the way back to the 30s uh, but for a while there um mickey was associated with other cartoon characters which is very rare to find and so i have buttons or pins and i got well, this one here it says Howard Eldon Limited, and I'm not sure where it is. And it says we've got a lot of characters. And I think it's in reference to a company having a whole bunch of characters that work for them. But on it, it's got Mickey and Minnie on the pin, but it's got uh, Elmer Fudd on it. It's got Popeye on it. It's got Woody Woodpecker on it. It's got Tweety Bird on it. Uh, and it's got one other character, which I don't, a uh, cartoon character that I don't know. That's and so incredible. for Mickey to be with other caricatures is very rare. It doesn't happen very often. Um, he was with uh, Betty Boop. So there's some literature out there that has Betty Boop and Mickey in the same because they were around the same time. Felix the Cat, who was a very uh, a naughty, negative kind of cat-like character. There's a few of those out there that um, that have both of those characters on it. So anything that had Mickey on it. A lot of my paper stuff that has Mickey and other caricatures that aren't Disney related is very difficult to find. And so I always um, am quite thrilled when I see that or if I can find it like that. Oh, yeah. I I remember. It's funny you say that because I remember when Roger Rabbit was being made and there was this big thing that they had to go get special permission. And it was such a big deal because there's there's scenes in Roger Rabbit with Mickey and the other the other tunes. Yeah. And it was such well, a rare thing. So I agree with you. Let's, let's talk within the Disney company itself. So Pixar is owned by Disney. It's a Disney company. But you tell me a Pixar picture that has Mickey and the Pixar characters in it at the same time. It is very rare. I'm, and I've yet to find a, like a good piece that I would say I could put my collection. Yes. And that, that's within its own company. 
And and you're right. Like when you think about Mickey, sometimes I think he can appear like on little background things or stuff stuff like that. But you wouldn't yeah. see him in a movie up front and center in like. And I can't even think of it. So maybe we should challenge our listeners to tell us if they've ever seen anything of Mickey in a Pixar movie. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I know. I know. Uh, so he was in Roger Rabbit. He was, and there's a short scene where he is actually in that with the other characters and stuff. So, um, and there's been a few photo cells I've seen of Mickey and 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 uh, and uh, Bugs Bunny floating down or f- like falling or whatever together. So I've seen. I've actually seen like prints that were Disney related um, together. But they, like I said, they're very rare. They're very hard to find. They're obscure. Absolutely. That's awesome. <laughs> It's true. Yeah, those are fun to think about. Um, do you have any others, Paul, that sort of you were? Um, and so um, I have a very large um, plush collection. So I have somewhere between five and 600 plushes. Now, some of the older ones are weird because they're the design by whoever designed them. And you can tell they're Mickey or they're supposed to be because they were in the, the colors and everything are the same. But they, you can tell they're a little bit different. They got like a rat like no or his features are different. They're not like the Disney store related type plushes. But I have a few that are that um, there was a controversy about him being what he was being or the character. So one of the ones I got is from... And the first year that Disney took over the uh, Star Wars um, apparels, um, they made a bunch of stuffed um, animals or stuffed characters, and Mickey was one of them. And he was a stuffed character as as Darth Vader. And so um, that makes him a negative character or, or an evil character, and they didn't want to do that. And there was some conversation, I believe, between Lucas and the Disney company about maybe not doing that, not associating, you know, and, and so that they so they one time released a plush Mickey as Darth Vader, which I have in my collection. And it's very hard to find. They're, you know, they're, they're quite expensive, actually, if you try to get one nowadays. Uh, the other one I have is um, I have a the original Disney store Mickey Mouse dressed in his RCMP uniform. And so what originally happened was it was being sold at, at Epcot, and uh, where, that's where it started. And then they released it out to the Disney stores. But then the RCMP found out about it and sent a cease and desist because of the licensing required for the RCMP uniform. And so I have one of the original Disney store ones, and that's another one that was never never reproduced that way. There are other ones out there now, or have they done other ones? But when it first came out, there was a conflict between the uniform and Disney having a license to do that. Because Disney would do the same the opposite way, where if Mickey, you know, if, uh, if um, you know uh, Mickey was wearing something, they would get the license to produce so that they could produce them in those things and you can make mickey in a, something without getting a license from disney to do that and so uh, it's kind of a i guess tip for tat is what i would <laughs> say for the art form um and uh, so i you know I, those are a couple of the things that i treasure is when mickey's in some kind of outfit that's just either uncommon or not normal or the company you know wants uh, you know some kind of uh, identification with that because he's such a uh, you know a well-renowned world-renowned character it's funny you say that about darth vader because it's true now when you see him dressed up he's usually obi-wan right like he's he's yeah, he's the only one or the Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he only 
they dress up as Jedi, and actually you can't find them in the other, in, in, unless it's uh, um, like a not licensed product or, you know, something like nowadays, you, you can't mm-hmm. find that stuff. Right. But I think and you I can see get- Donald as a, as a stormtrooper, right? You can see Donald yeah. as a stormtrooper. <laughs> yeah. Donald can do either or kind of thing. I think it's because of Mickey and what the identification is with him. And so they want to, they want to streamline and make sure that they control what it is that you see him in and how he's presented to the world. And that's the Disney has maintained control over him literally since the thirties. It's really interesting that that Darth Vader doll even got made in the first place. Like yeah. that, yeah. The, like, yep. Yeah. It like, is kind of interesting. Thing to see to, to yeah, I'm glad that I got it. I got it from one of my Disney friends. Oh, for but, sure. Uh, oh, and <laughs> this is point, what I think. Yeah. And they pointed out to me too, right? Like I know lots of people who worked at the Disney store for years, and, and you know they 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 always talk about those things that happened back in those days because there it was a little bit it was a little bit more loose when they were doing things back you know in the 90s. Then and as thing time went along, they you started to you know identify with stuff and going, oh, we we can't do that or we shouldn't do this or. Or, you know, we have to be careful how we present, you know, Mickey and what, whatever light they were going to uh, present them in. And I like that stuff that's kind of cutting edge and unique. Like, even Runaway Brain, um, which was done in 96, which was quite later on, um, Mickey isn't shown as that crazy, you know, Mickey in many things. He is, there are, and it's very hard to find properties of Mickey as the um, as the monster in, uh, in Runaway Brain. Uh, there are very few items out there that uh, you can get. And I, I mean, I have a few of them in my collection, but I'm always excited when I find something like that. And you, because your collection spans, you get them from stores, from collectors, from um, like Every, vintage shops, everywhere, from everywhere. Everywhere in the world. Everywhere in the world, yeah. I'll even get something that's maybe not licensed, just if it's really a unique item and stuff. Like, you know, I do uh, try and it's like Br- Rick have, you know, Mickey items out there. Those, those plastic big, uh, uh, they look like a bear, but they're you know, with Mickey monogram on them and stuff. But uh, Ryan is another big one. Um, you know, uh, all the companies, uh, you know, Vans uh, do uh, a Disney uh, um, line of running shoes. And M- Mickey's one of the lines that they do every once in a while. But some other brands do that as well, like New Balance and Nike and stuff. And But that's rare. Like those licenses are, are very, very rare because they, you don't see them in those apparels so like you know and mickey's uh, i think mickey's a son are uh, associated with new balance but i think outside of that uh, i don't think there are many you can't find many like nike shoes or other apparel unless it's young children's yeah they're they're so careful about where they put mickey these days so yeah. are most of your obscure things from years ago most of it i'd say is from years ago um the worst stuff would be like art things like uh um, art i'll get from like an artist's rendition of what mickey what their thought of mickey looks like some of them are quite you know macabre or whatever i have one piece up that i showed at one time on here before and everyone got upset with me so i I don't like showing it and so mickey i have a plush mickey Uh, i got it from an effects department um and it's um it has Mickey in his uh, sorcerer outfit, and he has an axe or a large butcher knife through the center of his head, and all of his brains are coming out. And it's a plush. <laughs> it's beautiful. Like, it's a really nice piece. But the problem with it is quite macabre, and it's not, you know, Mickey wouldn't be associated with that at all. 
Um, and so when we have Halloween around here or whatever, I lend it to my the, the people that put up these displays or whatever, just because it's a very macabre kind of a thing. But yeah, I showed it one time and there are a whole bunch of people went, oh my God, that's <laughs> awful. How would you, why would you let, you know, them do that to your Mickey? And like, you know, I get all these kind of negative and I really, I'm not looking for that. Um, you know, so I kind of try, try to stay away from, I'm not trying to shock people. I, I'm just trying to show people the different, you know, things and, you know, associated with Mickey and, and there's, there's, like I said, everything there's, and there's all kinds of inappropriate I mean, I've seen sexual posters and stuff like that. They're obviously not licensed by the Disney company, but they're out there. So, I mean, people take all kinds of liberties, you know, when they're doing that kind of stuff. Wow. I bet that's quite a Halloween decoration, though. That's pretty, like, <laughs> yeah. I would think it's pretty cool. And it's well, a stuffy. It's, it's like a 24-inch doll, so it's beautiful. Like, it's a beautiful doll. It's a it's, piece it's, of it's, art. It's a piece of art. Yeah, it's a piece of art. And when you look at it, it's like, wow, that's that's a really nice piece, but that's Mickey, <laughs> you know, that's Mickey uh, with a, with a knife in his head. So <laughs> that's a bit, it is, it is definitely something you wouldn't expect. <laughs> oh, and, and he with a gun is like the other one. So I have a uh, little plastic guns uh, with Mickey on the, like on the butt of the gun or whatever, like Mickey's monogrammed right on as part of a, a kid's set, probably from the sixties uh, or fifties. Um, I have books where Mickey's sh- shooting things, um, mm-hmm. with a gun. So I have, I have him in a, in the jungle cruise back in the fifties, Mickey used to ride the jungle cruise boat. The hippo would come up to the boat and Mickey would take a gun and shoot the hippo. That was part of the ride at one point. Yeah. And so I have books have that and I have, you know, with, uh, and, and Mickey shooting things is really, I mean, you wouldn't see him shooting a gun or shooting somebody now that just would, you know, that just wouldn't happen. Uh, but back in those days, that was just part and parcel of him being, you know, the cruise director at that time or whatever, like you were know, mm-hmm. being in the jungle, the jungle. Um, and so, and, uh, I have, I just got a light, I, I purchased a ceramic or uh, glass, filtered light and mickey is um on it with a shotgun and he's wearing a like a like a um what do you call it uh, uh an um a hunting jacket and he's got a shotgun in his hand and it's that's the cartoon on the light like on the the little oh, that's on the light. cool well, that's very rare, you know, to see Mickey, but that would be in a kid's bedroom, literally. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple other Disney pictures on it as well. But I'm just fascinated with the fact that Mickey has a shotgun in his hand on, you know, on, on a light for a kid's bedroom. Well, I seem to remember when I was a kid, a cartoon of Mickey hunting with Pluto. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he and had like a, a, a brown yep. coat and, and yes. he had a shotgun. Yeah. 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 And yeah. musket Mickey, so I have a isn't it? Has that, that picture of Mickey on it. Because wasn't Mickey, musket Mickey was the, for Four Wilderness, right? Like before yeah. he was a mascot for Four Wilderness. Wilderness. Yeah. And he then wore, he wore a Davy Crockett outfit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Oh, and then, so yeah, so there, there would be associated, and so you don't even. I mean, you see it every once in a while. And I have a patch. I have an actual wilderness patch that you got from the wilderness lodge when you stayed there, and uh, I have a patch with Mickey on it with his uh, with his uh, Davy Crockett outfit on and his gun in his hand. That's pretty cool. I have a I have a really obscure um, a patch from an, an, uh, the Air Force in Canada. And the Air Force used to do monograms on the sides of their plane whenever they went into battle uh, so that you could tell what the different planes were or people would associate with it. And I actually have one Canadian Air Force 
Um, and um, I'm not sure what the regiment was, but um, but it has Mickey flying a plane on the patch hmm. for that uh, re- uh, regime of, uh, of um, Air Force people in Canada. And so original is from it's from the 40s. Wow, that's awesome. Where do, where would you have acquired something like that? Um, most of those come from like antique shows or toy shows, like or or something like that or whatever. Um, uh, I go to many, 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 many toy shows uh, in southern Ontario, and so and I even go to I've been to New York a couple of times too, and I mean they always have uh, quite a few things down there. Like, do you find when you go somewhere, like I see online that you go to the Aberfoyle Antique Market, and that's yeah. Like, yep. like when you're looking yeah. for something like that, like when you do you look through everything? Like because the toys would be obvious, right? Like the toys would be like, "Hi, I'm a toy. Look at me. Look at me." But like <laughs> looking for something, like you know what I mean? Like you'd be like, "Oh, those are toys over there." But like something like that patch, or even something that's obscure, like it would be maybe tucked away that somewhere. Patch was like, that patch was like one patch with a whole bunch of other things or whatever. I just see that stuff real, like it very, it just at me. It always does. And sometimes I see things and I think they're Disney or Mickey Mouse things when they're not, but because of their shape or because of the texture of it or where it looks like, I check it anyway. And I, you know, actually people that go to value village with me, I have a friend that goes all the time and uh, she just kind of goes off and does her thing. She can do the whole store before I'm done a couple of rows because I will literally walk down a row and just look at things visually and try to find in the bags. I will look at them. I will go through all of them. The books, I will spend hours in the book section looking through the books, looking for, and I'll go through children's books because some people mix them up. Like these old novels, uh, old Disney novels and Mickey Mouse novels, um, they're in the children's section, whatever, which they should be in antiques or something else but they're but you know i find them quite often in there and i'll find books that are very unique pop-up books that are you know which are very popular and quite sought after nowadays i have quite a few really cool pop-up books from the 30s um that you know that are very you know just unique so i spend my i do spend a lot of time when i'm when i came for that kind of stuff and i love going to a new antique shop kind of like place like when i was at dayton ohio there was a couple of them off the side of the road in, in ohio mm-hmm. and uh you know i went in there and they had the house so i just took pictures of literally all the you know all the booths i could and uh, there were hundreds hundreds of this old stuff that some of it i've never seen which is rare for me not to have seen um and because i've done so much research but when i see that kind of stuff i just excites me i mean i just and just seeing it is uh, almost good enough for me i don't need to own or have it the fact that i you know got to see it it. and i've seen it it's real it's a real thing right and uh and i have a bunch of tomart magazines i had the i had the entire set actually there were 84 magazines and it was a reference magazine about that and you could go back and check all kinds of like really neat old things and it'll give you a bit of history and and uh, so I'm, yeah, I'm well briefed or, or versed on that kind of stuff. And lots of people ask me or show me things, whatever. And I always tell them, like, they always think they have something amazingly wonderful or, or expensive, they think, until I just start talking to them and explain what the year was and, you know, what, you know, what the licensing on it was, what the, like all these kind of background stuff that they, you know, they wouldn't know about. And so people are fascinated with that sometimes when I'm able to help them with that. Yeah. 
And I know, I know the antique shops because Carrie, Carrie tried to get us to stop at some on the way home from Dayton. Um, but yeah. your eyes must be so trained to look for, like, you must be yeah. amazing at hidden Mickey's in the parks. Like, did, <laughs> yes. did, you, did you do that in the parks? Well, they took me around for when I actually, when they took me down to the park the one time there, they, I walked around the studios and they had a bunch of hidden Mickeys in the studio area, like on the grounds. And uh, I, yeah, I, I found pretty much all of them. Because so, you're um, just yeah, trained. Have... Like your eyeballs yeah, must just, just zone well, in on it. I already look at that shape. That shape, his ears and the head part of him, whatever, that shape is ingrained in my mind. Literally. Yeah. I see water droplets. I see water droplets that are in that. <laughs> like, you know, I would point that out. Like it's kind of... Yeah, it's kind of, it's almost a sickness, I guess. <laughs> but uh, um, it's found me a lot of things. I yeah. can only and, imagine uh, when you of- go into stores and you see it, like you see, you just see the shape everywhere. Yeah, yeah, I do. And I still do. Like, I still very much see it everywhere, but it doesn't bother me anymore. I just use it as a kind of like a referencing point and it just draws me in to look at things. And then when I do find something, um, a lot of times I'll have a conversation with whoever owns it about where they obtained it or, you know, that kind of stuff, whatever. And then that gives me some more insight into, you know, about it and or what they know or what, you know, what they don't know or what they think they know. Because sometimes people have these elaborate stories about things and they're not true or they're not right or they're not, you know, factual to the, to the piece. And so I can, I can help out with that sometimes. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's cool. I want to go, I want to go antiquing with you. I I just would love to see you in action. Yeah, there's lots People that like to do that. There's a in Frilton. There's a uh, there's a antique market in Frilton, Ontario, and uh, they have a guy. His name's Chad, and I've known him for quite a few years. And he he's a Disney collector. He collects all Disney though, but he gets quite a few Mickey Mouse things, and he collects a lot of the older stuff. And he has two or three booths up there, just Disney, all Disney, everything. And I go up there every once in a while, and he's got things. I kind of want, he's really good with me. He'll, you know, give me at a really good or reasonable price, whatever, whenever I see him. Um, but he's super, he's younger, he's way younger than me. So, and he's, you know, he's been collecting for a while. And so it's kind of neat to see, you know, another generation of people doing that. Cause he does the same thing I do. He goes to Valley Villages and all over the place and, or, uh, uh, um, estate auctions and that kind of stuff that I go to. And so I invited him here to the house and he came in and the first thing he went, he goes, okay, I got one of those. I got one of those. <laughs> <laughs> like we would go, he point out what he had and what he didn't have, and you know, and so I always find that that's kind of cool. That is awesome. That would be fun to see, like, see two collectors come together and talk yeah. about their collections. Like, it's just you know what? It's so joyous. It's so it, it's so happy. Like, there's. It, mm-hmm. It's just, yeah. And I, I often think like sometimes you're having a bad day or, or something isn't going right. And then you see that Mickey silhouette, whether it's a water droplet or a cloud or something. And it just, it, it grounds you back to being happy. It's, um, yeah. And I, it's funny. I kind of used it like therapy for a long time because I, you know, I worked in an environment with a high stress job and, and you, whenever I went, I left there. Um, I was always inundated with these things, these wonderful things, you know, and so my mind was somewhere else other than what was going on or the stress, you know, involved in my, my life and my world. And so I've used that as a philosophy in life 
you know, to look at it from that perspective first. It's like looking at the glass half full as opposed to, you know, very optimistic. It's the same thing. Look at everything as if it's going to be a Mickey character and then work back from that, right? And so yes. that's how I look at it. I look at the environments that I'm in is to look at it from that perspective first. And then, you know, and then I, I think it grounds me or it makes me feel, you know, more comfortable or you know, jovial or happy. And, and, and when I meet other people doing that, it's like, a, what a bonus that is. Right. And so <laughs> like to be in a room, like at a Disney meet is insane because I'm with all these other people doing the same thing I'm doing is like, you know, I can walk around for days in this environment because it's such a wonderful, it's a nice feeling. Yeah. The Disney, it's so fun to just get together with other Disney people who just have that same philosophy, the same love of that kind of stuff. And, and just because it's, you're just, you automatically become fast friends because you share this connection that not everybody gets. Like if you're not a Disney person, you don't really get how this just bonds people together and what a difference it can make in your life. Yep. And, and, and I find when people, because people know who, like the people that kind of know who I am, whatever, know that piece about me. But people who meet me new or whatever, and then I start talking about things. And then I start talking about Disney. Like, I don't even have to talk about the Disney piece or whatever. Just my how I engage them with conversation, whatever. They're always fascinated with that. And then I show them the Disney thing, and that just sends them over. Okay? Any new employees, whatever, I always try to share that stuff with them. They're like, they would never in their wildest dreams think that that's what I was into <laughs> or who I was. And so, um, um, you know, other than the fact that I have the tattoos and stuff and I just got a new tattoo, which is another, I just got a brand new tattoo. So, um, you know, uh, and I'm going for, I think two, two more in December and two in February. And oh so my gosh. I have, I have all these Mickey's, these new Mickey's or whatever. And that's a more <laughs> sensation for me to, you know, to do that and be part of that. And in my hometown, I found a Disney tattoo artist no. who's been doing it for 50 years. <laughs> And when I, I, I actually went to uh, uh, some kind of uh, um, an outdoor uh, festival and the guy was opening up his, his uh, new tattoo shop. So I went and talked to him about getting tattoos done and whatever. He says, look, at, there's this girl. You got to talk to her. She's a Disney artist, you know, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, I didn't know anything about her. And so I wrote her an email and she writes me back and says, I've been waiting to meet you. <laughs> That's awesome. she, she knew about me. She knew, already knew about me. <laughs> And I went down to talk to her, and she was exactly exactly who I wanted to speak to. Oh, my you know, goodness. To or, you know, that kind of artist you meet that, you know, that's going to do work for you or be, you know, do some stuff for you, whatever. And she's fantastic. That's she's amazing. So, she's so excited to be able to yeah. tattoo you. Yeah. <laughs> that is very cool. So did she do the tattoo you just got? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, you, can, uh, you can see it. Um, oh. Now, what what year is that from? That's him with his big banjo. Yeah, so that's 1932, um, and it was on a music sheet. And um, part of the significance for me is that I built cigar box guitars for quite a few years. And so I have quite a few of them here like um, that, I, that I built over the years. And so I wanted to have Mickey playing a box guitar on my arm or whatever, just as a kind of like a kinship with, with that. And I like the old design. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. She did a great job. Yeah, she's, she's a fantastic, like absolutely. I wouldn't go to anyone else now. Wow, I might need that contact info. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, actually, if she, 
if she has a website, I'd love to uh, put it in the show notes yeah. for people that are in the area that are looking for for their next yep. Disney tattoo. Yep. Yep. That's a Everybody wants a Disney tattoo. Like that's you know. Yeah. Nowadays, <laughs> she says that too. She says that you know um, people are more like that. You know. And do you know what the most tattoos or the most design that she does? What Tinkerbell? Stitch. 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 I guess that makes sense. <laughs> The most design that she does on really? her arms or on their bodies is Stitch. Hmm. That is shocking to me. I don't know why. I don't think that says shocking. Everybody loves Stitch but us. And <laughs> Stitch, uh, and Stitch has a, he's the other, he's a character too that could have different kinds of like wearing different kind of outfits and uniforms and things and being different kinds of emotions and stuff. He's because he's kind of quite a versatile character as well. So I think that that's part of it. I think on top of that is a lot of women ha- are drawn towards the Stitch character because they find him very cute or unique and kind of mm-hmm. you know troublesome. Mm-hmm. He's a bit of a troubling character gets into <laughs> trouble all the time like that so i think that there's a tie in there um where a lot of the uh, more female people get that kind of a uh, tattoo on them than yeah. something macabre or, or or villainous well it's funny we have a listener uh, our friend anna who's a huge stitch fan so she's probably yelling at us right now going see everybody loves stitch um <laughs> but maybe now anna needs does to anna get a tattoo a stitch, anna do you have a stitch tattoo <laughs> Do we know that? Does she have one? That I don't know. Maybe she does, and we forgot. Maybe she needs. Maybe she needs well, to get one. Well, if she needs one, we can hook her up. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's, right. <laughs> that's incredible. And do you have plans for your next ones? Like, you know what you want to get? Yeah. So the so the next ones. Um, what I've uh, decided to do is I'm going to do Mickey through the years. I'm going to start at the very beginning, and I'm going to put all of the other ones that you know that are. are him in uniforms that uh, excite me or that I like, you know, like the, you know, the band uniform or Steamboat Willie and uh, uh, playing crazy and, uh, you know, that kind of thing. So I'm, I want to try to get different Mickeys on me, like a whole bunch of different ones uh, that are taken from um, a lot of his different cartoons. So I get to pick the ones I like the most or what I want the most and get them. I thought about them drawing each other or kind of doing something to each other on my arm, but I'll wait and see. The placement of it, I haven't decided whether I'm going to go straight down my arm or kind of go back and forth across my arm mm. i haven't decided what i want to do interesting idea though That's yeah cool. all kinds of ideas. and the other one I, I like on my uh, sorcerer mickey on the one arm i have tinkerbell in his hand i want to put the castle behind it just like it is on the um on the um uh, the wonderful world of disney and so uh, i'd like to do a castle in the background but i mean like i said i got lots of time to do all that <laughs> stuff Paul, there is so I could seriously talk to you for hours and hours and hours. I, 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 well, I got, I got, I, I don't have to work tonight, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to make sure that we cover some of your most obscure collectibles for sure. Like you've shared quite a few with us. Is there one that you you were really like really shocked you when you saw it? Um, I always find some of the ceramic ones were uh, from Europe. Because he looks different. He looks like a rat. He doesn't really look like the Mickey Mouse that we know mm. at all. And so a few of those are kind of interesting. I like. Um, I have a um, I have a chocolate a mold, um, and it's it's I think it's from the fifties, and it's got a bunch of Dutch um, chocolate molds on it. But it also has one of them is the old style Mickey with the rat nose and 
everything on it, on the on it. I don't know if I, I I'm gonna see if I can show you. See. Oh, cool! Oh my goodness. So, but it's it's a big cast iron. That's awesome. And so I literally went to some garage sale. And so I, 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 just, I walked by this on the porch or whatever, and uh, I, saw, I swear I saw Mickey. I went back to it or whatever, and I looked up on it. And, the, and uh, so I asked, you know, I asked them where they got it, and they said that their one of their their grandparents had worked at this chocolate shop. And uh, you know, when they were getting, because they usually destroy the molds, uh, they didn't destroy this one. They gave it to them, and and that's how they ended up wow. with it. And, and uh, and so I said, well, I, I need a collection. And since then, there's been a couple of people. One of them was a Disney artist who worked for the Disney company here in Canada. Um, he's he wants it. Like he like he's asked me a number of times to, to <laughs> sell it to him. And um, I bought something off him recently, and he asked me to bring it to his house to show him. Um, and so I took it to this house to show him. And uh, and so maybe you should uh, just make some chocolates, and then you bring it back home. Tell him yeah, to come over yeah, for yeah. the afternoon. We'll but make I, some chocolates like, and then you'll take your mold thing. back home. I've, it is. Oh my goodness. I love that. Yeah. I've never seen it ever. Like, and I've done research on it. I was able to find the company and the, and the molds that they did and everything. So I got, so I could get a date or a, a rough date on it and all that kind of stuff. But there are no more of them. There are no, no. like there's none in store or anything. This is, so I probably, I think I might have the only one. And so that's kind of, you know, that, I always find that that's very unique and, um, wow. I always, I'm fascinated by that. Um, I have an old book, uh, from the, um, from the thirties and what it was, it says, it actually says inside the publishing is Mickey Mouse, uh, the Mickey Mouse company, um, uh, something, something in, in the, in the page. And so, uh, so I did some research on it and I found out that, and it's all black and white. So there's no color in it. And then when you flip the pages, Mickey and Minnie dance on the ah. pages and it's a hard, cover, it's a hardcover book. And, uh, I don't have this, the slip sleeve, but I found out that the book was produced in Canada on the premise that, Canada had a license to produce Disney materials uh, or Mickey Mouse materials, but they didn't. And they were sent a cease and desist because Canada felt that because we were a Commonwealth country at the time and England had a license, that they could use that license because we were a Commonwealth country. <laughs> and um, and uh, Disney said no, that they needed to... They needed to get a license from them, you know, for, uh, to produce the materials in Canada. And Canada was thought as a separate country at the time, or from the estates or whatever, that it was a separate uh, thing, and that uh, that we weren't, even though we still had Commonwealth countries here. So, like Newfoundland was a Commonwealth country at the time, and and uh, all that kind of stuff. So, um, I think that that's a unique, it's a unique story, and the book, yeah, you know, it makes the book that interesting, and I get to tell the story when I show the book. That's pretty cool. That it, and I remember like those flip books where you would see, you know, like you kind of flip through them. Imagine, remember yeah. when that's how we entertained ourselves was we had those yeah. books and we flipped through <laughs> to watch things dancing and yeah. moving and um, the flip books and the uh, and the pop up books. The pop up books were really cool too. You know, yes. things would pop up and like, and I got some like from the thirties. I got like an old King Cole or some of this Mickey Mouse on it, and it's like castles pop up and. Um, like it's pretty, uh, pretty elaborate stuff. It was pretty cool. 
It's amazing that people have that stuff. And I think about all the stuff, and I say this all the time, Carrie gets mad at me, but I think about all the stuff I threw out um, <laughs> from, you know, years and years ago. And now I'm at these meets in Dayton, Disneyana, buying things that I threw out once a long time ago. <laughs> Yep, yep. I came home with a couple of ashtrays that uh, I used to have in the house. <laughs> like it's it's yeah. it's crazy to think about, but I I can only imagine what it's like to go to one of these meets with you to see you scrolling yeah. through the things. Like, do when you go into a meet like that, do you see somebody's table and it's like eighty percent of it you already have? And you're just you're just looking for the odd thing that you might not. Uh, there's a couple of people here in Ancaster that do it, and uh, yeah, and they know who I am. I mean, most people know who that I'm the Mickey Mouse collector because I'm, I'm in this area region. I'm pretty much the only one that collects like that. And uh, and so yeah, they talk to me all the time, and I give them you know talk to them stories and that kind of stuff, whatever. But uh, you know, a lot of times I you know I got or or they'll come thinking that they have something that I don't have. And then I, they get so despondent when I go. No, I, I have one of those. Actually, I, I have two it. of those. In my yeah, I already got it. And and it's same with a lot of people. Like I always tell people, like don't feel bad if you send me a thing saying, "Do you want this? Do you need this? Or is this something that you'd be interested?" in? I love have, getting those emails to me that make you think that you're thinking about me when you're seeing Mickey Mouse, which kind of blows me away still to this day. But if I have it, I'll just tell you, no, I already have that in my collection. And there's some people who have like, sent me like 100 pictures, and I've had every single thing they've sent me. You know, And so until so they get that one item, and then they're like so happy that they, they found something that I didn't have or that I wanted. And, and so they're always – that for them is a bit of the hunt to them is – to find something that I don't have. And that kind of helps me, you know, and kind of perpetuates this, you know, culture of uh, the community and helping each <laughs> other and, you know, the time with each other over, you know, things that you like. So, um, but I love when people send me, I get emails, well, I get hundreds of emails a week, easy hundred emails a week saying, you know, do you got this? Do you want this? Or, you know, and that kind of stuff. Like today, uh, this week, uh, this guy, Jonathan, he found uh, a Funko Pop that I don't have. And I have a lot. I have like, I think I have a hundred Mickey. Funko Pops. Oh my gosh. And so there's a new one out. I don't have it yet. And whatever. And he sent me a thing, whatever. I said, Oh yeah, I need that. I don't, I don't have that one. So he's so happy. He's found he's like, something. Score. That, score. Yeah, I that's did exactly. It. Yeah. yeah. I found something for Paul. So people, that makes people feel good and, you know, puts them in a good mood. And, uh, you know, I really relish that kind of stuff. Carrie, that means we need to make that a new mission. We need to find some obscure Mickey thing that Paul doesn't have. On yeah. our travels. <laughs> mm -hmm. Sometimes I come home with big things and my son goes, where are you going to put that? Like, what are you going to do with that? Like, he, he gets sometimes frustrated with me when I come home with something and I'm like, I, I, I'm not going to do anything with it. I'm just going to add it to the other things. And so, he's it was learned, a gift. He, I mean, he's kind of, yeah, that's part of it. Is that it was a gift, but you know, when people give me stuff, that's you know, I mean, that's just fair game. I, you know, regardless. But um, you know, he's uh, he'll be the first to go out and buy me something for my birthday for you know, that's a Mickey thing or whatever. So you know, it's the same, you know, the same thing. So I told him you can't be hypocritical. You can't on one hand do one and then on the other. Uh, that is awesome. I can imagine you must get a ton of stuff like that for like birthdays and Christmas and stuff. It's all Mickey themed. Although I'd be like, are people afraid to buy you it because they think you already have it? 
Yeah, so if I tell people not to nowadays, I say either send me something or whatever, unless they they know no. I don't have a problem getting something I already have, and so I'll just add it to the collection and use it to trade or or give it to somebody else who doesn't have. It. Yeah, well, I, you know, I know enough people in the community that you know it won't go to waste, so I'm not worried about it that way, and then, and I I surely don't make people feel like guilty or bad because they found something that I already had. I I, yeah. I try to make it the other way around. It's like, wow, thank you. Like, I would rather say thank you and go that route with it all and make it and deal with it myself than, you know, to make them feel like, you know, they tried and, and were, were successful because that's not the goal of what they were trying to do. For sure. Now, do you ever come, you, you're in a store you're like, or at a meeting and, and you see something and you're like, yes, score. And then you get home and go, oh, I already have this. Like, does that ever happen where um, you get home and you're like, I already had it and I forgot? I would say as I'm getting older, <laughs> um, I, I think my mind sometimes uh, forgets or is forgetful. Um, I do have quite a few photos that I can access a resource on my phone that I can kind of like, so all the stuff at the museum, I can kind of bring it up and go, okay, do I have that Barbie? You know, there's like seven or eight Barbies and, you know, is that one that I don't have? So recently I got a Barbie and um, it's, I don't have it, and but I have it. I have that same Barbie, same box, but she's wearing a different outfit in the box. And then the new one is the same Barbie, same year, same year, but she's wearing a different outfit. So I really do have a different one. Oh, okay. Um, but it's the same Barbie. And so it's sometimes those things happen, whatever. Uh, books, same thing, but I'll use books. So if I got doubles of books, I use books I can use all the time. I can give them to other people. Um, I have lots of people who have young children as, uh, uh, you know, in their families. And so I, uh, I try and give them, you know, books or storybooks for them to read at nighttime. You know, Mickey, there's quite the connection with Mickey Mouse. I have a couple of friends that I, you know, every time I go there, I just bring a few of my double things or whatever. And I just give them to the kids and, you know, that just, they go insane. They love that. And, you know, then they call me the Mickey man and you know, you know, my friend Paul, my friend Paul's got all these Mickeys and, you know, that kind of stuff, whatever. I love doing that kind of stuff. And then, uh, those are the items I do the, um, um, you know, uh, where uh, somebody's uh, lost something or whatever, or child's, um, you know, um, child help or at the help phone thing, whatever, I'll donate things to them. I do that often um where you know kids will get a hold so you know some of these things that they normally wouldn't be able to get hold of one 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 kid lost all everything in a fire and i was there i arranged oh. for his family to come here and um i let him pick anything he wanted in my room he, he could have had anything he wanted and, and um and so he went home with a, one of the large stuffed mickeys or whatever but that kind of stuff just you know i that just makes me feel good inside uh, you know you, you can help somebody young like that and he's still i mean this happened a few years ago and he still talks about it to this day you know that that i'd done that and you know that's and um and that uh you know that nothing can make you feel better than that what a wonderful story and he will talk about that when he's old and tell his kids and his grandkids about what a place he was in. And I think it's it's fascinating, though. So he picked a big stuffy, like a, a big Mickey stuffy. Well, he didn't. What happened was he went down. I put, took him in the room and there's, uh, you know, stuff everywhere. And, you know, and he was afraid to touch anything, you know, because it's all set out in a way so you could see it or whatever. So, you know, he just felt like he was wrecking stuff. So I just started grabbing things and pulling them off the wall and pulling things down or whatever. And finally I picked up this one large you know, Mickey Mouse stuffy, whatever, and picked this up. You can just see his face change. You know, I had this kind of a grin about his face. You just knew. 
And so I just handed it to him. I said, you take this and this will replace whatever you had for the one, whatever, but I want you to take care of them. Like I said, look at, I took care of all of these Mickeys. I made sure that they're all okay. And that's, that's your goal is to look after them and take care of it and whatever. And, and so I was able to, you know, connect with them and, and make them feel better, even though obviously his life was in kind of a, you know, turmoil, yeah. you know, he'd lost everything as lost everything. So, um, you know, if, if I can make them feel good for a few minutes and, and then, uh, you know, he can carry that story on in his life, that's, I think, is going to be helpful. Paul, you have, like, one of the biggest hearts I've ever, I've ever come across. Absolutely. Um, I'm Thank always, you. like, I'm always in awe uh, when we talk to you and hearing your stories and things that you do and how nonchalant you are about um, the work that you do and how much happiness you bring to other people. Like I know you do this because it makes you happy, but what it does for other yep. people in your community and, and people in your life and, and even strangers, like it's, it's, yeah. it's amazing. I think it's a, it's a Disney philosophy in my opinion. So or I would associate it with it like that way. Like the whole pixie dust thing that you guys do is the same thing to me. That's what that is. And, and so, um, like I said, I, I find it therapeutic to me or for me or whatever. And it makes me feel good inside. So, I mean, it, the room makes me feel good in a certain way, whatever, but able to make other people feel that way or make other people think of me and Mickey Mouse when they see those things. The, yeah. You can't pay for that. There's no, yeah, there's no monetary value to that. There's it's uh, an amazing feeling that uh, that um, I'm gonna I'll take with me forever. It's so incredible. Thank you so much for joining us this week, Paul. This has been uh, as always. It's such a joy getting to chat with you and getting to talk about Mickey because you know we all love him. Um, everybody loves him. Yeah. Everybody loves Mickey. You can't find I can anybody talk, that does. Like that. I could talk. I could talk until the morning about Mickey. Mickey. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's, <laughs> It's so true. Um, but we are at the part of the podcast where we do our focus and, you know, what brought you joy this week. And, you know, because there's always good stuff in our week. And what brought us pixie dust? And what did, what brought you some pixie dust this week, Paul? And so, uh, so this week is, um, uh, I talked about it before, my son moved out in December and him and with his girlfriend and a bunch of friends into a house, and um, and so uh, we had some conversations uh, about uh, you know, and it was weird because I'm here by myself now. I'm like in this house, you know, and he's been here for you know twenty almost twenty years, and and so it was weird, you know, that empty nester syndrome yeah. kind of thing, or whatever. <laughs> So just over a week or so ago, um, we talked about him actually moving back into the house here or moving back here with his girlfriend. Him and his girlfriend come live here. And so in December or uh, November 30th, they're moving out of the house that they're in and they're going to come back and, and, and live here. And so... Um, we want to change a few things and you know i've got this big huge bedroom once again i'm all by myself in a big huge bedroom i don't need a big huge bedroom so i'm going to switch out of my room going to where his room was and we're going to switch the house around and and then we're going to be like a family again and then we're going to be like close and doing like stuff much more like we used to or and and we're bringing another people into the fold and and uh and so for me that was the like the wonderful feeling that i was getting back this lifestyle 
well of you know not just being with my son who I you know I who I adore and and would do anything with, um, but you know his uh, his girlfriend and stuff and we're going to be a family again and and do family stuff and be able to go out to these activities and events and stuff together and so that's uh, that's my pixie dust this week anyway that's uh, what made me feel really really good about uh, about things this week. That's so awesome because I can only imagine how excited you are to have have him come back home and then your family's growing. You have a you have a a, a third person coming in too, and I almost can't wait. Like I you know, just, <laughs> but I went. Part of it had to be I had to get a locker and because so, I need to make room, and so I did that, and so and then I realized, man, I got a lot of stuff. You know, and start to, but it gives me another place to work on it, like I said, and gives me another project to, to do or whatever. So that's kind of set that up, and so I got another project to do. I got a family coming in. I got uh, my son coming home. So there's all these wonderful things are happening around me. So I got a big grin on my face. <laughs> that's awesome. That is awesome. That's good pixie dust. That's yeah. very good pixie dust. Carrie, is how's yours gonna stack up this week? <laughs> That's awesome pixie dust. Uh my pixie dust is that this past weekend I went to Guelph um to hang out with some of my crafting friends. So prior to COVID I would travel with my aunt to visit some of our friends and we'd spend the night a night or two and um and we'd just craft away the weekend and just chat, watch TV, eat lots of junk food. Um, and that's what we did this weekend. We haven't done it for years and we finally, um, we finally just made the date and we actually made a date for January. We'll do it again. Like we used to do it quite often. Um, so it was really good. It was just like, it's just like old times and it's really just stepping back into their house. And it was, it was, it was just like it used to be. It felt like no time had passed. Like it really didn't feel like if it was awesome. So we, uh, we had a lot of fun, ate a lot of sugar um stayed up too late that's all that stuff but that, those good. are the best weekends mm-hmm. that's right did you yeah. make any disney did you make disney crafts did i do any disney crafts i didn't do i didn't do it but i did look through some disney uh some disney paper and stickers and stuff like that but i didn't do any disney crafts because often i do do lots of disney crafts <laughs> but i often yeah. am not prepared and especially now because i've been so busy i so wasn't prepared so my aunt packed up all kinds of stuff i didn't bring a thing she packed up all the stuff from her house where we go crafting and and so when i get there and i've done this quite a few times i'm like a crafter for hire so i get there yeah. and they're like and they were like hey i got this new die cut in this paper that matches and and you can cut the flowers out so i spent like four hours like cutting, cut, flowers? cutting out everybody's <laughs> i did mine and then i did i did i did four of four different sheets and i was like don't worry i got this give me your piece of paper so so when i don't prepare my crafts often i'll make i make lots of cards like i make homemade cards um i'm a scrapbooker for hire so that's what i was this weekend i was like do you want me to do that for you <laughs> so i was just whatever they needed me to do i was like hand that over i'll do that for you there's a fussy cutting like a lot of scrapbookers don't like fussy cutting and that's when you have like the little tiny tiny really scissors detailed. and cut around stuff yeah but instead of you know you can buy um die cuts to cut things but you know not everything has a die cut so like i'll be like i'll fussy cut that for you let me get my scissors and i just sit and, and I'm, I'm a crafter for hire so oh my so that was my weekend and even not prepared and even really not accomplishing anything on my crafting agenda I still had a. You still had a great an awesome time. time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I have all kinds of craft stuff here too that 
I, I just buy it for because it's got Mickey on it. I'm mm-hmm. buying it to make crafts or do that. I got scrapbooks. I don't know how many scrapbooks I, I got, like all that stuff here. Oh yeah, my Mac, gosh. Mickey's even in the crafting realm, wherever. Oh, yeah. Wherever you look. What about you, Fran? What's your pixie dust? Well, mine barely holds a candle to either one of yours. I was just so excited this week that um, I, I had to go into the office this week, which I don't like to do. Um, but I got to go to a new office. So uh, it's a different office because I'm working with a different team. And it's closer to my house. So even the other night, I left work and I was home in 20 minutes. And there was traffic. So that was like, it was like the best feeling in the world. I swear, I got home, I pulled in my driveway, I looked at the clock and thought, this is amazing. I need to work out of this office more. (laughs) I've got the whole night ahead of me. It it was like I'd won the lottery. I couldn't believe it. So yeah, I have to go into the office again tomorrow. So I'm very excited about my drive. Even with traffic, 20 minutes I can do. So yeah, it's amazing what, what makes you, what brings you joy. Um, Paul, thank you again so much for joining us and we're absolutely going to have you back again because there's so much to talk about with Mickey and so much to talk about with you. It's mm-hmm. been an absolute blast. So thank you. Thank you. I enjoy doing this. It's, uh, yeah, you always, you girls always make me feel great. And so uh, it would be hard to press to say no, not to do this. Awesome. See, we're locking them in, Carrie. <laughs> locked in. <laughs> Done. <laughs> That's awesome. Thanks for listening to the Pixie Dust Fan Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Make sure you're following us on your favorite podcast player so you'll get a new episode every week. And find us on social media too. We'd love to hear from you. Till next time, remember, you are never too old to be young. Chase your dreams and design your own happily ever after.